Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Estate Agents Podcast, where I'm joined by Stephen Brown. Stephen, who is another year older. How are you? Younger. Mary? Younger. <laughs> I'm, I'm very well, thank you. I've had, um, I had a good week, so I've made a conscious decision that I want to go out a lot more. Um, I don't want to be sitting at home. So um, I was out, out, out in London on um, Saturday night um, with a lovely Joe Ryan, Hayley Rydell and their two partners, which was very nice. And then Wednesday, I had a lovely evening of a high performance podcast at the O2 Centre. Um, and I was wowed this week. So I'll share with you my wow. And then I may ask you how you are. So, go on. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. Really good. Um, fantastic start to the spring bounce market. Um, phenomenal week. Um, putting deals together off market, building chains, which is, um, I sense what it's going to become more and more about as the um, the scarcity of stock increases. Um, obviously, slightly concerned about the situation in Eastern Europe at the moment, not just from a personal viewpoint, having, um, you know, a, a Lithuanian partner and family. Um, but um, also how that could uh, ultimately affect the, the, you know, the property market um, at a time when we're already short of, of properties coming to the market. So um, be interesting to see how that play, plays out for the next few weeks. So come on, what's your wow moment? So I went to the High Performance Podcast. I love to um, say thank you to people. Um, and I sent thank you to Jake Humphreys on Instagram. And I got a personal voice message back saying, hi, Stephen, um, thank you. It's great of you to send me a message. Thank you for coming along and attending the show. I know we had a few um, issues getting people in at the start. My apologies for that. Um, but without people like you coming along and supporting it, we can never do what we do. And I just thought for somebody to take their time out of their day when they're incredibly busy, um, I thought was amazing you know so voice messages okay very short sweet to the point but wow did that make a you know big impression on me so you know my questions to you thing, mate. you know common <laughs> so good old good old um norfolk boys nor norwich boys so um but that was you know what that was lovely um, and if you imagine, I'm sure I wasn't the only one that sent a, um, a thank you message or direct message via Instagram. Um, and it makes your day when somebody replies and to mm. And, you know, similar to, you know, I, I connected with um, Damien Hughes on LinkedIn. Um, and five minutes after I connected, I managed to get hit, uh, to get a message from him to say, thanks very much for linking up. That's very kind of you um if there's anything i can do to support you ever please let me know and obviously i'm very shy so two minutes later i was calling him up um and then he agreed to come on the podcast um but there's a point there it's just about asking you know if you don't ask um you don't get and i had a very interesting um i don't know if it was a discussion but on on linkedin um where and it'd be interesting to hear what all our viewers and list, listeners think where russell quirk um was on the beach in miami and i think he'd been to a, a realtor conference there and he made a statement that um americans earn shitloads more 
than the UK agents and they're considerably better. Um, and then somebody tagged me in and Ian White and Julian O'Dell and one other agent and said, yeah, it's just a shame that the trainers in the UK aren't going out and looking at new ideas and just, um, you know, just look at look at the UK and that's it. So I politely said, well, that's, you know, kind of you to mention me in such high esteem with all these people. Um, but, a couple, but a couple of things. Firstly, um, I did go to America 22 years ago um, to a realtor conference. And actually, I would agree 22 years ago, the Americans were absolutely miles ahead. And I can't tell you how much we learned from their exhibition and how much we bought in to Green & Co. when we went out there. Uh, but obviously, you know, Luke, I and Sean and Alex Evans and his brother, we had the privilege of going out to Eric. Well, I can't tell you how much I learned from Eric and how much I'm utilizing that in the training that I do from it. And obviously, Luke and I and Sean then went to um, San Francisco. And for me, the gap has closed. Um, I wasn't even sure whether there was a gap, to be per perfectly honest. Um, between America and, and here, you know, because I'm very fortunate that I um, know a lot of the best agents in the UK and I see and hear and understand what they do day in, day out. And in my opinion, and I'm biased, um, a lot of them are way ahead of agents in Australia and way ahead of the agents in America. So um, then I mean, there's, can... there's two things there. Russell Quirk loves his clickbait. <laughs> I mean, let's let's be fair. He loves he, he loves a story. He loves to create a, a stir in his sphere of influence, so to speak. Um, and the second is he's surrounding himself with excellent, exceptional agents in the US. And and you do Julian O'Dell, you know, because if you're in that environment, if you're in that training environment, if you're in that will to learn, want to learn culture, then you are one of the elite. You know, you're in that 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 sort of niche who always wants to progress and always wants to evolve and become better and you know every day's a learning day become a better version of yourself so yeah i take what he says with a pinch of salt i know but here's well here's what's funny american agents charge six percent yeah okay so you know if they're exceptional agents and they're getting six percent they are going to earn shit loads of money but let's let's be fair. Three percent is a buyer's agent. Three percent is a seller's agent. So that yes, gulf between you the two, you'll be a buyer and seller's agent at the same time. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, listen, so I, I get that. You now you talked about wow well moments. Let so, me finish the um, story just... first. Let me come back. Let me just finish the end oh. of it. So, um, so then I said to him, um, I'll be really interested to know who these great agents are, because I would love to learn from them. Um, I've got a podcast, Lunchtime Learnings. Um, would you be kind enough to share with me their names? So, you know, then he sent me a, a message back. Um, don't take this the wrong way, but I really much doubt that they will want to come on your podcast. So, so, then, I, so then I replied, um, you know what, I've had some amazing guests on our podcast um, and just by asking. So I'm sure they would still want to come on my podcast. So would you be kind enough, please, to give me the names? And obviously he went into radio silence and I haven't heard anything back from him yet. But the guy who actually tagged me into the post, you know, also said there's loads of great agents. And in fairness to them, 
he's introduced me. So Russell Quirk, if you are watching this, I'm calling you out. Okay, don't be shy. Give me the people's names. Okay, let's get them on our show and let's help the UK agents. How are we ever going to improve and how are we ever going to get better if you keep them secret? Share. It's all about sharing and caring. Be kind. Be kind to the trainers of this world, Russell Quirk. What's going on? Okay, so sorry. Right, wow. So tell me about yes. your well moments. So you talked about well moments. Now, it's well known and documented all through the town. We get lots of lovely messages, people walking by as we're dressing the doors for our sellers and buyers on completion. Um, we hand over the gifts from local businesses. The, the big yellow bows are, are becoming synonymous with location, location in the town now. Um, and um, just literally handed over keys about 20 minutes ago to most lovely young family they've just had a baby girl she's so cute and squishy like literally that big um and um met the family and um they were absolutely amazed um huge compliments in the house um sarab the the, the purchaser said I've, I've never known an agent quite like yourself nothing's too much trouble and it was full of compliments and i said well i'm really grateful that you feel that way i'm humbled with the feedback and you know, if I could ask you to, to leave a Google review of your experience. And he said, yes, I absolutely will. Um, and I said, well, that leads me to, to the next thing. Obviously, you're, you've got a property um, which is about 25, 27 miles away from me. It's an apartment. Um, would you privilege me with the sale of that property? And uh, he said, well, I didn't think you'd, you'd, you'd go all the way over there. I said, look, we're location, location east. We cover the entire of the east. Um, and if you've had an exceptional experience, um, as you say, then I'd, I'd, you know, I'd be incredibly grateful to to represent you. And um, he's uh, just fixed up an appointment with me for four weeks' time when they're fully moved in, for me to go and value their apartment that they've just moved out of. So, yeah, two things there: the wow moments and asking the right questions. Always asking the right questions. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I want to come back to you on something that you said earlier in a minute, if that's okay, about sure. being a matchmaker and the importance of this. But this is for Tom McGee, who asked me um, what lessons I learned from the High Performance Podcast. Um, so there are five key takeaways that they put on there, um, and I actually put that on the SJB Consultancy Facebook page. But if you bear with me one second, and I'm sorry for looking at my phone and not giving me Andrew Overman the attention that he deserves, but their five um, lessons that they've learned from 105 podcasts are one, take responsibility. Two, don't get high on your own supply. Three, produce, sorry, practice kindness. Four, deliver world-class basics. And five, comparison will rob your happiness. Um, and it was really interesting. They had a lady there called Grace Beverly, who mm -hmm. I've never heard of, but she set up a company when she was at young university at Oxford and she managed to raise 10 million pounds. And she said, look, I just want you to, and she'd never done this before. She said, I want to show you the realism of what actually happened because at the end on instagram you see all these lovely posts of how people got there but it doesn't actually show the efforts as to what they did to get there and the hard work and the pain and maybe the tears so you know i think that's a really important point to remember you know what you're seeing on somebody's instagram may be the end goal 
but not actually how they got there. Um, and I thought that was um, really interesting. Um, and then she also spoke about this, and I thought this was, you know, really nice way of summing up. So wherever you are in life, whatever time of day, be where your feet are. Okay. So where we are now, we're being present with each other. The focus is on us helping other people be better versions of themselves by listening to um, listening to this on Sunday at nine o'clock. Hello, Richard Taylor. We are not live just for you. Okay, <laughs> Gareth. So again, if you're sending us messages and we don't answer, it's nothing personal. Okay, so be where your feet are, be in the present. And I thought that's um, really, really important. Um, and again, they had a guy called Vex King on. Now, um, Vicky was there. Um, and we had, um, and I had never heard of Vex, Vex King before. And he talked about um, three things. So the way you respond, your effort and your values. So again, I'm just going to look at my notes and uh, just, just sum up. Um, what these people said, because um, it was fascinating. Um, so the first thing I shared, that was from Jake and Damien, um, from all of that. So again, and it was brilliant to see. So I saw Rob Brady there, um, Ian McLean from Avocado there as well. Um, and the things I'm going to share actually have come from Rob, who I thought his summary was absolutely brilliant. Okay, so um, they reviewed their best podcast clips and listened to three great speakers. So there's a gentleman called Oliver um, Patrick who spoke about five things that you need to be doing. Um, I can remember three of them. Okay, so you need to be on a daily basis um, maintaining at least doing eight and a half thousand steps. Um, you need to be doing weights at least once a week. Um, you need to be eating fermented food. And I'm sure Jane and Abigail, if you're watching, um, you can put in the other two that I didn't write down. Um, then I had another lady, this Grace um, Beverly and this gentleman called Vex King, who I haven't, who I hadn't heard. I've actually downloaded his, his um, book called, um, I think it's called Good Vibes, Good Life. And, and a lot of you I know have read The Secret. Um, and... I've listened, I've almost finished it actually um, in a day. And again, it's absolutely exceptional. Um, great for your mind, great for your mindset. Um, so, but let me come and let me talk. So again, these are a few takeaways. So stay accountable to yourself, okay? So you know, if you're gonna do something, the best people are the ones that take action, okay? We know it. The best people are the ones that are consistent. Okay, so I don't know how good we are being consistent with a podcast, with, if we're honest with ourselves. Okay, you know, we I, th I think we could be better. Okay, so rather than try and find the 1% gains to succeed these marginal gains, make sure you, you can do the other 99% the best you can, as well as finding those 1%. Okay, you have to start to commit to looking after you. So your self-worth is really important. How kind are you to yourself? Which again is really important because actually no one else will. So you're the only person that can look after yourself. How well are you looking after yourself? Do you give yourself um, a hard time or are you being kind to yourself? 
And again, you know, that's really, really appropriate um, for me. Here you go. Make sure you move, exercise, lift weights, feed your gut with good food and rest. There you go. So that's the five. Again, another one, you know, this is what we said. And two or three of the speakers said the same thing. Comparison will rob your, your happiness. Okay. You can always change your life in a matter of years if you stay committed to your goals and dreams. Nothing is permanent as there is always a new way of you in living the next version of yourself. Enjoy the journey, not the destination, to maintain a better form of happiness. Okay, live your life by this. So he calls it Rev. Okay, so I'll respond. Respond rather than react. Okay, any situation that is presented to you, try to respond to it with thought rather than an instant reaction. Okay, so how many of us, when something bad happens, we get on the phone straight away, we send an email, we send, uh, I don't know, whatever it is, a WhatsApp. We haven't really sat down. We haven't really thought about it. We just respond. Okay, effort. You know, always carry out your life with maximum effort. So, you know, inside yourself, you've tried your best. Okay, values. Assign, align your life with your true values in every aspect. So you always feel centered to who you really are. Okay. Again, reframe your mind to think positive. Okay. Any situation that you can come across, think this. Can I control or change it? If the answer is yes, try to. But if both are no, then you accept. People struggle the most with acceptance. So when you do this, it removes the struggle and helps to move on from the situation. And I can relate to acceptance because when I was at Green and Company and still now, I've got very high, I suppose I want to give an exceptional experience to anybody I work with. And when I was at Green and Company, some of my colleagues didn't, didn't have the same, I suppose, what's the right word, same mindset as me, you know, wanted to give that experience. Most probably they were looking at, too transactional rather than the relationship building. Um, and I felt I really struggled with that, really, really struggled with that. And then I came across the word acceptance and I understood that I had to accept that not everybody will have the same work ethic as me. Not everybody would have the same standards that I've had. And I had to accept that that's fine. And once I accepted it, I didn't come home to Sam and was really stressed and was effing and blinding and this person hasn't done that and this person hasn't done that and how would I deal with it? Um, so, you know, again, I like that. Can you control or change it? Okay, so, so look at that. And then coming back, so some of my other notes that I wrote, um, happiness is a choice. Okay, again, fought against responsibility. So, you know, is it your, is it, is everything your fault or do you take responsibility for it and you learn from it? Okay. And again, when you get a thought, acknowledge it. So we are all going to have negative thoughts and that's fine. You know, what I've started to do recently. So at the moment, no, so I'm going to say that I am in a better place compared to where I was a year ago. Good. Uh, and it's been a challenge to get to, to, to where I am today. But I made the decision this year that I was going to be in a better place. 
I've made the decision now that I want to go out. I want to enjoy my myself more. Um, I want to go and meet people. And maybe and put this out there, and maybe I shouldn't. But we had an interesting conversation with my boys on um, Monday night, where we were talking about um, apps and what is it, swipe left, swipe right, or whatever it is, because um, somebody is in Sam's family gone on the dating app so you know I raised the question well how would you feel if I started you know to see people and the boy said you know that's absolutely fine now I felt absolutely sick asking that question absolutely sick but actually I feel better now that I have asked that question because we all know you know exactly where we stand it's out in the open it's better than it's come out now rather than you know keep it inside as well so you know i feel better and what i've also started to do is before i go to bed you know actually i'm grateful that i'm here you know i'm grateful that you know i had 30 odd years with sam i'm grateful that i've got three amazing boys i'm grateful to have you know all the friendship and the love and you know the amount of messages i got on my birthday so thank you to every single person that sent messages you know i'm incredibly grateful you know i'm grateful for everybody that's got involved with computer the school you know, we're now up to 948 laptops and tablets have been distributed, £103,000 raised. I'm grateful for every single person that has bought however much in. It's just absolutely incredible. And my mindset has appeared to change, you know. So, and again, one of the big things is it's about taking action. So it's all great about having these thoughts, but the best people are the ones that take action. And you know what? even if it goes wrong, at least you've taken action. Um, and that's what it's about. So Tom, they were my learnings um, from this week. So that's enough of me rambling on. Um, Andy, because I know just before you go on, just, yeah. just before you go on, talk about being grateful. Didn't you win an award recently that you don't like talking about because you're quite a, a humble person? Yeah, I haven't shared this um with people i did i did win an award recently and now it is time to share it with people so um i was contacted um a member of your um faith and community reached out to me to let me know i think as a result of a conversation with johnny or possibly joel um uh, one of one of your sons but they've been directed to myself um so yeah just to share with people what um how, how you've been recognized recently because uh, if you are really in this new mindset then you'll become more accepting of uh, yourself and your achievements and uh, so i'm going to put you on the spot okay so the first so the first thing is thank you um i don't what i'm doing is i don't do it for rewards i got asked after i picked it up um what it meant to me and it doesn't mean anything and the reason why it doesn't mean anything is because I'd much rather Sam was here. I wouldn't. Cool. I don't want to be. I don't want to be picking up awards. Okay, you know, I'd much rather that Sam was by my side and I was holding her hand, and and that's it. But she isn't, um, and that's in the past. And I'm, I've got to look to the to the present, look to the now, and um, you know, look what I'm doing now. So um, what happened was I do some um, volunteering work. Or I did some volunteering work where anybody over 80, um, once a quarter, I would just give a call, um, just seeing how they were. And in lockdown, it was um, it was twice a once, 
once every other week, so once a fortnight, just seeing how they are, if they needed anything, if there was anything I could do. So that carried on. And then obviously when um, Sam was ill, it was hard to do. And then we started off a computer for schools campaign. And so when Sam passed away, um, they got in touch with me and just, you know, to do what I was doing to see how I was coping. But in fact, I'm going to share with you after a really bad story. Okay. And it, and it's, and it, and it's appalling. It really is. But so go from a well to a bad. So it's an interesting episode, actually, of how not of how not to do something. So um, I was speaking to the lady. I was telling her what I was doing with the laptops to schools. Um, I sent her. She when um, had the agents giving her a ceremony, and um, you know, Property Mart were kind enough to to um, honour me there with an award, which was incredible as well. So I'm grateful for them. Um, they, I sent it to her and unbeknown to me, um, there was an award ceremony. So in January, I got a, a leaflet saying, uh, you are one of the heroes of the year. Um, and we'd like you to attend to this award ceremony. Thought, okay, that's nice. Um, who do you want to bring? So I asked the boys, asked my mum, asked my sister, um, and I didn't really have any idea what it was about. Um, and then when I got there, there was eight tables, one was Stephen Brown and family. Um, and then they started off, there was a compere there who was a broadcaster and he starts off and they play a video and they play a video of two incredible ladies that have started off, you donate, we deliver. And basically they've donated or delivered 160,000 food to throughout the UK to people that needed it um in lockdown which was incredible but before they started that they had like a video of family and friends um so they're playing all these family friends and they're looking around the table and they're like oh no we didn't do anything and then the next one um actually somebody else speaks but not their family members so i thought oh maybe they haven't done it so i am they've given people rewards for this for um helping people with well-being there was a military award there was um, somebody who had stopped drinking an award for that, so inspirational person of the year. And then I'm about the seventh per, and then just before me, there was a 80, 90 year old guy who comes on and he got, he got awarded an award for talking about the Holocaust. And he said, have you heard about this um, extermination camp? So I never heard of it, nor in fact, nobody in the audience had heard about this extermination camp. It was in Russia. And he found out that his parents had got taken to this camp and he only found out um, when he was 50 that they sadly they never got out of that camp. Uh, and he's going around educating people because everybody's heard of Auschwitz, but nobody has heard of this particular camp and none of the audience had. So he goes around and I was the next person after this Holocaust person. I'm thinking, That's a bit oh, of a hard act. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> So, so you've got that, and then, um, and then there was a message. So, Johnny, Joel, um, my mum, my sister in America, you, Sam's best friend, all spoke. So the guy came. The, the compare said, "God, blimey, I'm in bits." So I said, "If I'm in, if you're in bits, I'm in bits." And look what I'm following. What a hard act to follow. So I ended up one um, being awarded um, fundraiser of the year. 
um, which I'm incredibly grateful for. Um, it's nice to, I suppose it is nice to be acknowledged that what you are doing and the help that you're giving to less fortunate people is making a difference. So I'm incredibly grateful. So that was great and absolutely fine. Um, here's what's really interesting. Okay. So it was my birthday during the week. Okay. So as I said, and thank you all for your birthday wishes. And I got a phone call from my community wishing me happy birthday. Okay. Lovely thing to do. And then asking me what Sam, what, what Sam's doing with me on that day. Where's Sam, where's Sam taking me? Okay. Mm. Now, I had the same conversation with them a year ago because it happened last year. Okay. Mm. So once you can understand. Okay. Mm. Twice you can't. Okay. Now somewhere along the line, no communication has been made. Okay. Now, again, I said to the guy, you know, I just have to tell you and not because I did, I didn't want him to feel bad. But, you know, it's the second time. And also they were told last year as well. So, again, I want you to think about your customer base. You know, when you're calling your customer base and you're having conversations and the information that you're being told, you know, if you're not using it in the right way, you know, how do you think that person felt? How do you think I felt by having to have that conversation with them? So I've gone from over here being absolutely wowed to absolutely wow that is um well in a different way do you know that's, so, that's a really important message because we speak to a lot of people in our databases on a regular basis and one of the things that i learned from you many years ago is um when we opened ll jason uh, in our marketing team fantastic uh, marketeer designed me a load of blank cards so they could be thank you cards they could be welcome to your home cards they could be thanks for the opportunity of appraising your home cards great to meet your cards and one of the things i do is when we're having that chat i think it's really important to be conversational with your clients and it shouldn't be an agent talk you know the 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 the, the fact that i'm an agent is a byproduct of the conversation um and it's a value add it's not it's 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 not the lead in i never have a conversation based on property it's how are you and you you and the kids doing and you build up a picture so if you go on a sales advice meeting you know, I always ask the kids their ages, when's their birthday, things like that, because throughout the course of the journey and the follow up, I will put myself tasks into our calendar. It's Freddie's birthday on the 12th. So we'll send out a card on the 8th or, you know, um, they're expecting in June. And so we'll touch base in April, May, find out how things are going, sensitively ask, is everything still on track? Do you need anything? And then send out the uh, congratulations card post birth when you know they've, they've had the children. So I think communication. And, and it's something that's it's overlooked by a lot of people. It's, it's how do you make that person feel? And I know it's something that, you know, when, when we have our leadership meetings, Vicky's start point and, and end point of the journey is how would it make me feel? How does it make that person, it, who's it intended for and how does it make them feel? And, and that's the, 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 the be all and end all. So I'm sorry you experienced that, but mate, Sam would be incredibly proud of you. Um, she is still walking that path with you. She is still um w walking by your side and and she is encouraging you to look forward and, and progress with your life and 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 you know that deep down as as much as you know we we, we chat quite regularly uh, you are finding that path of acceptance and i'm i'm really really pleased to hear that so hopefully one of those trips out will be you getting in your ass get you getting your ass sorry in the car and up to me and uh, to come and visit the girls in uh, girls in norfolk 
Okay, uh, well, we, and they're in August. We would uh, we'd love to stick on a spread for you for a Sunday lunch. Thank you. Right, just one final question because I know you've got a shoot off, um, and if you haven't got time, we can um, deal with it next week. So at the start, you talked about matchmaking. Oh, okay. mate, I've got the ultimate matchmaking story for you today. It's, okay. This isn't scripted. I, I had the most, honestly, it was crazy. So I've got, um, I've sold a house for a friend of mine to somebody who runs the one of the local takeaways. And he has been a massive advocate of ours, supporting our charity events. I'm only going to buy through you, Andy. Find me my perfect house. I like a big garden. So my friend, who wasn't thinking of selling at the time, is now selling, and he's selling his house to him, which was great. It was a great introduction. My friend was then going to buy another house with another agent, and I was, I said to him, mate, you're overpaying for it. It's not the right house. It's not, you know, it's your choice. For one reason or another, and I'm a great believer in fate, it didn't work out. So he ended up buying a property through me. So we had two in the chain and three really lovely clients. And the, the person that my, my, my dear friend Michael was, was, was buying from, they've got this really niche property requirement. And I'd been racking my brains. And anyway, 10 past three the other morning, I woke up from a dream where I was stood with this guy on the riverbank of a property that I valued seven years ago when I was with my previous employers. And it was freaky. It was it it was real. I woke up in a cold sweat, and the first thing I did, I've always got a notepad beside my bed, in case in case of ideas and you know journaling and that like. And I wrote down, "Faking a Magna," with and the guy's name next to it. So anyway, I'm heading out to Ixworth um, on on an appraisal, which is coming to the market with this beautiful uh, six bedroom detached house coming to the market with this next week. And I drive past this cottage and then I have that light bulb moment. That's the fake and a magna cottage on the riverbank that I sat, which would be perfect for that client. So anyway, I go in and I knock on the door and the two clients are there. They remember me from seven years ago. We've seen each other in Waitrose and Sainsbury's and that like shopping in Berry. We've always said hello. They've always been courteous. And he said, oh, what are you doing? And he said, I said, oh, I've opened my own business. And um, would you sell your house? And he said, well, my partner's not in great health at the moment. And actually, yeah, we are looking at moving. But and anyway, we talk price, we talk figures. And I said, right, give me half an hour. So I've driven back to Thetford. Meanwhile, I'm on the phone to my client saying, right, I've got an off-market viewing for you, something I valued seven years ago. It was on the market four years ago, and it sold at 425. Um, and it was sold at more than 425 four years ago. It's a 500,000-pound house now, plus maybe. Um, but I need you to see it because your requirements are so niche. The only thing is it doesn't have three bedrooms, but it does have a guest lodge in the garden. So instead of having three beds in the house, you can actually have your family over, but they're in a separate lodge in the garden. Would that work for you? So he's he's gone home. He's spoken to his wife. Yes, this really works for us, Andy. When can we have, you know, an hour later, can we have an off-market view? The very next day I'm out there and I've just concluded the deal um, off-market at, at at, at the full asking, I think it's four nine five, um, and that's well what that, that that's being a matchmaker, and that that just happened this week. But there's several examples. I've literally uh, an hour and a half ago, I was on um, somebody that's in my my prospecting bank. They're looking to emigrate. Um, I've got the perfect buyer for them. I've just shown them over, and I've got a purchase application form going out to them um, in excess of asking price. So I, I just sense Stephen that this market 
Um, it's a tough market. We know there's a shortage of stock um, and it, it's it's taking deal makers and matchmakers. Um, it, I, I just don't see there's any way that firms will survive unless they have that mentality and mindset. Brilliant. Look, that's exceptional agency. I'm just going to share with you one final thing. Okay, because you mentioned the word prospecting there. Some agents are uh, squirm when people mention prospecting. Change the language, okay? You're not prospecting. You are having a relationship building session. You're having a a relationship building session, okay? That um, you may not get something today, but you're building that relationship for the future, okay? And I think if people understand that, and hopefully um, it's a good reason to create opportunities to build those relationships, okay? And every single person in your agency should want to be building relationships. 100%, relationships are where it's at. And, you know, there's a lot of people that say, oh, it's new, I can't do it, I've never done it before. Well, look, you know, we're, what, 16 months into our LL journey here in the East, and we're building great relationships. Everybody you speak to, whether it's the local doctor, the, the... the the local vicar, the person in the street, the person in Tesco's that stops to ask you how the, you know, how the property market's doing. There are opportunities everywhere if you will just open your eyes and open your mind to the fact that they're there. And I think that so many, uh, so many agents have been um, flattered in what has been a very easy market for the last few years, that now the market, you know, interest rates will have to rise, inflation's out of control. I think we know that there's a, a change in the tide coming. I don't necessarily see there'll be a property crash or anything drastic, but I do think that, you know, scarcity of stock, and I think that, you know, we're going to have to work smart and hard and You've just got to be open to the fact that there are opportunities everywhere if you're willing to explore them and and, and open your mind to the fact that they're there. Brilliant. Look, thank you all for watching this morning or this evening or this afternoon. We look forward to welcoming Luke back and hopefully we try and prize some um, information that Luke got from um, Foxton's HQ. We saw the news this week that um, Foxton's profits have gone up considerably. So it's amazing what Luke managed to do in his three days there this week. He was only there three days, Luke. (laughs) (laughs) So um, thanks very much. Please like it, share it, review us. Andy, lovely having you back. Um, Have a great weekend. And everybody, thank you for listening, for watching. Um, If you've got any questions that you want us to answer, um, please get in contact with us. Have a great one, everybody. Thanks very much. Good day, good night. Au revoir.